Question 116 of Summa Theologica, Pars Prima, On the Divine Government. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mary J. Summa Theologica, Pars Prima, On the Divine Government, by St. Thomas Aquinas. Translated by the Fathers of the English Dominican Province. Question 116. On Fate in Four Articles. We come now to the consideration of fate. Under this head there are four points of inquiry. 1. Is there such a thing as fate? 2. Where is it? 3. Is it unchangeable? 4. Are all things subject to fate? First article. Whether there be such a thing as fate? Objection 1. It would seem that fate is nothing, for, Gregory says in a homily for the Epiphany, homily 10 in the Gospels, Far be it from the hearts of the faithful to think that fate is anything real. Objection 2. Further, what happens by fate is not unforeseen, for, as Augustine says, the city of God, 5, 4, fate is understood to be derived from the verb fari, which means to speak, as though things were said to happen by fate which are forespoken by one who decrees them to happen. Now what is foreseen is neither lucky nor chance-like. If therefore things happen by fate, there will be neither luck nor chance in the world. On the contrary, what does not exist cannot be defined, but Boethius, Constellation of Philosophy, 4, defines fate thus. Fate is a disposition inherent to changeable things, by which providence connects each one with its proper order. I answer that, in this world, some things seem to happen by luck or chance. Now, it happens sometimes that something is lucky or chance-like as compared to inferior causes, which, if compared to some higher cause, is directly intended. For instance, if two servants are sent by their master to the same place, the meeting of the two servants in regard to themselves is by chance, but, as compared to the master, who had ordered it, it is directly intended. So there were some who refused to refer to a higher cause such events which, by luck or chance, take place here below. These denied the existence of fate and providence, as Augustine relates of Tully, the city of God, 5, 9. And this is contrary to what we have said above about providence, question 22, article 2. On the other hand, some have considered that everything that takes place here below by luck or by chance, whether in natural things or in human affairs, is to be reduced to a superior cause, namely the heavenly bodies. According to these, fate is nothing else than a disposition of the stars under which each one is begotten or born. See St. Augustine, the City of God, 5, 1, 8, and 9. But this will not hold. First, as to human affairs, because we have proved above, question 115, article 4, that human actions are not subject to the action of heavenly bodies, save accidentally and indirectly. Now the cause of fate, since it has the ordering of things that happen by fate, must of necessity be directly and of itself the cause of what takes place. Secondly, as to all things that happen accidentally, for it has been said, question 115, article 6, that what is accidental is properly speaking neither a being nor a unity. But every action of nature terminates in some one thing. Wherefore it is impossible for that which is accidental to be the proper effect of an active natural principle. No natural cause can therefore have for its proper effect that a man intending to dig a grave finds a treasure. Now it is manifest that A acts after the manner of a natural principle, wherefore its effects in this world are natural. It is therefore impossible that any active power of a heavenly body be the cause of what happens by accident here below, whether by luck or by chance. 
we must therefore say that what happens here by accident both in natural things and in human affairs is reduced to a preordaining cause which is divine providence for nothing hinders that which happens by accident being considered as one by an intellect otherwise the intellect could not form this proposition the digger of a grave found a treasure and just as an intellect can apprehend this so can it affect it for instance some one who knows a place where a treasure is hidden might instigate a rustic ignorant of this to dig a grave there consequently nothing hinders what happened here by accident by luck or by chance being reduced to some ordering cause which acts by the intellect especially the divine intellect for god alone can change the will as shown above question one hundred and five article four consequently the ordering of human actions the principle of which is the will must be ascribed to god alone so therefore inasmuch as all that happens here below is subject to divine providence as being preordained and as it were forespoken we can admit the existence of fate although the holy doctors avoided the use of this word on account of those who twisted its application to a certain force in the position of the stars hence augustine says the city of god five one if any one ascribes human affairs to fate meaning thereby the will or power of god let him keep to his opinion but hold his tongue for this reason gregory denies the existence of fate wherefore the first objection solution is manifest reply objection to nothing hinders certain things happening by luck or by chance if compared to their proximate causes but not if compared to divine providence whereby nothing happens at random in the world as augustine says eighty-three different questions question twenty-four second article whether fate is in created things objection one it would seem that fate is not in created things for augustine says the city of god five one that the divine will or power is called fate but the divine will or power is not in creatures but in god therefore fate is not in creatures but in god objection two further fate is compared to things that happen by fate as their cause as the very use of the word proves cause that of itself affects what takes place by accident here below is god alone as stated above article one therefore fate is in god and not in creatures objection three further if fate is in creatures it is either a substance or an accident and whichever it is it must be multiplied according to the number of creatures since therefore fate seems to be one thing only it seems that the fate is not in creatures but in god on the contrary boethius says consolation of philosophy for fate is a disposition inherent to changeable things i answer that as is clear from what has been stated above question twenty two article three and question one hundred and three article six divine providence produces effects through mediate causes we can therefore consider the ordering of the effects in two ways firstly as being in god himself and thus the ordering of the effects is called providence but if we consider this ordering as being in the mediate causes ordered by god to the production of certain effects thus it has the nature of fate this is what boethius says consolation of philosophy for fate is worked out when divine providence is served by certain spirits whether by the soul or by all nature itself which obeys him whether by the heavenly movements of the stars whether by the angelic power or by the ingenuity of the demons whether by some of these or by all the chain of fate is forged of each of these things we have spoken above article one question one hundred and four article two question one hundred and ten article one question one hundred and thirteen and question one hundred and fourteen it is therefore manifest that fate is in the created causes themselves as ordered by god to the production of their effects reply objection one the ordering itself of second causes which augustine the city of god five eight calls the series of causes 
has not the nature of fate except as dependent on god wherefore the divine power or will can be called fate as being the cause of fate but essentially fate is the very disposition or series i e order of second causes reply objection to fate has the nature of a cause just as much as the second causes themselves the ordering of which is called fate reply objection three fate is called a disposition not that disposition which is a species of quality but in the sense in which it signifies order which is not a substance but a relation and if this order be considered in relation to its principle it is one and thus fate is one but if it be considered in relation to its effects or to the immediate causes this fate is multiple in this sense the poet wrote thy fate draws thee third article whether fate is unchangeable objection one it seems that fate is not unchangeable for boethius says consolation of philosophy for as reasoning is to the intellect as the begotten is to that which is as time to eternity as the circle to its centre so is the fickle chain of fate to the unwavering simplicity of providence objection two further the philosopher says topics two seven if we be moved what is in us is moved but fate is a disposition inherent to changeable things as boethius says consolation of philosophy four therefore fate is changeable objection three further if fate is unchangeable what is subject to fate happens unchangeably and of necessity but things ascribed to fate seem principally to be contingencies therefore there would be no contingencies in the world but all things would happen of necessity on the contrary boethius says consolation of philosophy four that fate is an unchangeable disposition i answer that the disposition of second causes which we call fate can be considered in two ways firstly in regard to the second causes which are thus disposed or ordered secondly in regard to the first principle namely god by whom they are ordered some therefore have held that the series itself of dispositions of causes is in itself necessary so that all things would happen of necessity for this reason that each effect has a cause and given a cause the effect must follow of necessity but this is false as proved above question one hundred and fifteen article six others on the other hand held that fate is changeable even as dependent on divine providence wherefore the egyptians said that fate could be changed by certain sacrifices as gregory of nyssa says nemesius de homine this too has been disproved above for the reason that it is repugnant to divine providence we must therefore say that fate considered in regard to second causes is changeable but as subject to divine providence it derives a certain unchangeableness not of absolute but of conditional necessity in this sense we say that this conditional is true and necessary if god foreknew that this would happen it will happen wherefore boethius having said that the chain of fate is fickle shortly afterwards adds which since it is derived from an unchangeable providence must also itself be unchangeable from this the answers to the objections are clear fourth article whether all things are subject to fate objection one it seems that all things are subject to fate for boethius says consolation of philosophy for the chain of fates moves the heaven and the stars tempers the elements to one another and models them by reciprocal transformation by fate all things that are born into the world and perish are renewed in a uniform progression of offspring and seed nothing therefore seems to be excluded from the domain of fate objection two further augustine says the city of god five one that fate is something real as referred to the divine will and power but the divine will is cause of all things that happen as augustine says on the trinity three one and what follows 
therefore all things are subject to fate. Objection 3. Further, Boethius says, Consolation of Philosophy, 4, that fate is a disposition inherent to changeable things. But all creatures are changeable, and God alone is truly unchangeable, as stated above, question 9, article 2. Therefore, fate is in all things. On the contrary, Boethius says, Consolation of Philosophy, 4, that some things subject to providence are above the ordering of fate. I answer that, as stated above, article 2, fate is the ordering of second causes to effects foreseen by God. Whatever, therefore, is subject to second causes is subject also to fate. But whatever is done immediately by God, since it is not subject to second causes, neither is it subject to fate. Such are creation, the glorification of spiritual substances, and the like. And this is what Boethius says, Consolation of Philosophy 4, namely that those things which are nigh to God have a state of immobility, and exceed the changeable order of fate. Hence it is clear that the further a thing is from the first mind, the more it is involved in the chain of fate, since so much the more is bound up with second causes. Reply Objection 1. All the things mentioned in this passage are done by God by means of second causes. For this reason they are contained in the order of fate. But it is not the same with everything else, as stated above. Reply Objection 2. Fate is to be referred to the divine will and power as to its first principle. Consequently, it does not follow that whatever is subject to the divine will or power is subject also to fate, as already stated. Reply Objection 3. Although all creatures are in some way changeable, yet some of them do not proceed from changeable created causes, and these, therefore, are not subject to fate, as stated above. End of question 116.